Rabbi a good morning, or a good afternoon, a good Erev Shabbos Kodesh. Erev Shabbos Kodesh, Parshas Vayera, Topshin, Peydalid. I have to use the same excuse which I used last week, that I'm a little bit behind the gun. This morning, uh, I had to go to the base Olam here in Harmanuchas for a yard site of the mother of a very close friend of ours and a grandparent of Anir Yaakov Talmud, Mrs. Lohinger, Alel Shalom. And um, besides that, I went to the the kever, the kvarim of two of my rabbeim, Reb David Feinstein, whose yard site is today, and Reb Nochem Pertzavitz, the great reshiv of the Mir Yeshiva, the son of Reb Chaim Shalevitz, whose yard site is today. And this morning I was with the Marida Asra, the Paisikador of Moshe Sturmbach Shlita. You should be Gazutin Stark. And I asked him afterwards, I said the Kaddish, Kaddish Yosem. And then I asked him for a bracha in my grandfather's yard site, my father's father, Rebbe Yezer, Ben Avram Yitzchok Abba, who passed away at a very young age. But he created a, a son and a family that. We are uh, really being nana until today. Therefore, we have a lot of akar satayv to the to the zayde. And the Rav said, the Neshama should have an aliyah. And then I asked him a question, which I think um, I have myself had discussed with some other Talmidim. You know, where should one daven these days for the captives, for the shvuyim? Which bracha in Shmanesu should one do it? And Rav Sternbach immediately said, the big smile was a side smile. He said, yeah, we have to daven. And the bracha of Tekah B'Shoifer Godol Echei Yusainu. Kaddish Baruch should blow the big shoifer and it should be, give freedom. The son is Lekah B'Shoifer Yusainu and he should gather in the ingathering of the exiles. Saying, Yachad Me'ar B'Kan Fisaretz. Bring them from the four corners of the world, of the earth. Me'ar B'Kan Fisaretz. Mekabets nitchayama Yisrael Kadosh Baruch Hu should be mekabets all of the forlorn of Klal Yisrael. Sternbach says that's really the bracha where one should one should focus on these days for the shvuyim. And as I've pointed out to some of my talmidim, and I'm pointing out to everybody, we have to have them in our minds constantly. I was yesterday visiting my grandson's yeshiva Shimshi. Lif learns in a yeshiva out in Beit Meir, and there they have in the base medrash every single day the Talmidim. They have printed out the names of the different shvuyim. I don't know if you know the numbers, but the numbers are up to 240 that they are saying now. 240. And each one of these persons they have families, and they themselves are under tremendous, tremendous pain and suffering, and the families under pain, tremendous pain and suffering. My grandson's yeshiva, they learned specifically for specific days for a particular a particular Shevi. And I myself have taken upon myself to at least to say over the names of the Shvuyim, the names of the Shvuyim, every day I say, take over 10 of the names and I say it. I say, tell them for them. Try to, to conjure up and to think about how difficult their lives are and how difficult the pain and suffering that the families are going through. So there's no question that these are very, very difficult days. And the other level is the war that's going on, a war which is thrust upon the Jewish people. And 
soldiers have lost their lives, have given their lives for the defense of the Jewish people. Each one of them is a Kaddish, as my Rebbe said. And there's so much pain and so much suffering from the atrocities that took place, and now the pain and suffering from the Chayalim, their families that have lost their loved ones. So this, we know, is a very, very difficult time for Kla Yisrael. And at the same time, we always say that from the parsha, we look for chizik and we get chizik. It's no question that the Rabbanu Shalom is ima yanoichi b'tzara. The Rabbanu Shalom is with us during these difficult times. So where can we find a little bit of, or a little bit or a lot of belief at the, at the base island where I went to today? There's a mother there who has four children in the army. And last night, Rebetzin met another woman who's got one son in the army. I myself have a grandson. Is Everyone's got children and grandchildren and friends. And, and I said over last week, a neighbor, a person that sits next to me in shul in the morning on Shabbos, he, his daughter was getting married on on, the, on October 8th. That was the planned date. And then Simcha, which Simcha's Torah war broke out. And the son, his son-in-law, his future, at that point, it was the future son-in-law. The chassan was called up on October 7th, he had to run down to the south. He's part of a pluga that went in to try to stem the tide, and they did stem the tide. And he was supposed to get married the next day. And what happened was his commander said after, on the next day, he said, you have to go home. I want you to go ma- get married. And they had a very, very small wedding of only 50 people. And he, the commander said, you can, you're can you home for the night of the chasna, and you have one more day, and then you have to return and I mentioned this to this mother of four children. This is the the times that we're living in, that a chasen, and this is really the halacha, the halacha is chasen, is taken out of chupazay. But over here, to go to war, it's mechemetz mitzvah, there's no question. This is mechemetz mitzvah, to destroy the enemy. But who could have imagined that we would, be, we would be in such a state? And at the same time, we take a look at this big parsha, and this big parsha, I saw that the Chafetz Chaim says in two places, words of chizuk, and words which we can draw inspiration from for our days. So let's take a look at some of the psukim. One is, both of them relate to the discussion that goes on with um, the Rabbani Shalom, the Malachim, and Sari Imenu, and the Rabbani Shalom, and Sari Imenu. In the beginning of the parasha, we know that the Malachim come, the three angels come, and one comes in order to be Merapa Avram, one comes to be Matzel, light from stone, one comes to uh, to destroy stone, uh, Rafal, Michal, Gavriel, and, and and one comes, excuse me, one comes, to, we'll soon see, and one comes, it's really, one has two, one, one does two shluchim, we'll talk about it in a second, and, and one comes to, um, one comes to be mavas to be mavaser on the on the hafikha stone, right? Comes mavaser on the hafikha stone. Take a look to see the lotion of the Rashi Hakadosh. Just to get to Rashi, ah, the Hilke Rashi. So three angels come, and echad mavaser sorry, echad hafikha stone. One is to be mavaser sorry to give the good news to sorry. One is to be hafikha stone, and one is to be merape avram. Just a mimer musker that the Ripoy of Avram should have been first. 
And the, 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 then the Basura of Sarah, why is the Rufua of Avram last? That's a kasha, which I didn't see anyone right now who asked a kasha. Anyone has a terrorist for the kasha, please send it to me. I myself am going to say a little, a little shot in a second. But the main thing is, is that the angel that's Mavasa Sarah comes along and the Torah says, you know, Avram and Zara were very, very old. And, and she didn't, she wasn't able to have, uh, she wasn't able to, uh, to have the regular order of a, of a younger woman. And she had already lost her menstrual period. And it says, she was laughing. She said, after I'm going, oh, the angel comes and the angel says, oh, you know what? We're going to come back in a year. And guess what? She's going to have a boy. Sarah's listening to this and then she's incredulous. She says, what do you mean? I'm already old. I'm shriveled. And I'm not young anymore. My husband is very, very old. How is it possible for me to have children? And he, she laughs at it. You can see what that laughing is. And Hashem tells Avram, why is she laughing if she's going to have children and she and, uh, and you're old? And he says these words, Can anything fall from a Kaddish Baruch? Is it possible not? Is it something that's difficult for a Kaddish Baruch? Something that's a pele, that's wondrous to, to, to a Kaddish Baruch is to call Yochel. And the Rebbe also says these words. We're going to come back to this point in a year. Rashi says it's Pesach. And we're going to see that she is going to have a child. I saw that the Chafetz Chaim raises the point, why does the Torah have to go through such detail of this argument? And then later on, the argument goes even further, right? HaKadosh Baruch Hu argues with Tal Zavram, why is your wife not believing? And, 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 and why is she denying the fact that HaKadosh Baruch Hu is the Kol Yachom? And Avram has to give has, has to give answers. So the Chafetz Chaim writes that this is a lesson for all of us throughout the Golas. That Sara Imenu, just like she had a tema, it's really a muscle to Klayusu. Klayusu has gone through such tzaras, thousands and thousands of years of difficulties, and it's impossible for us to really believe that we're going to be able to flower again, and we're going to have a tchia. We take a look at the difficult position that we're in today, and we say, we thought that we had everything, and then all of a sudden we see that things are returning back to a situation the way it was, and for sure, we we, 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 we are davening to Hashem, and our soldiers are going very, very bravely into battle, and we hope and we pray that they should be successful, and they should rid the world from the enemies, these Hamas, which is Amalek, you should destroy every single one. But still, we also have this incredulous type of position. Is it possible in such a difficult time that we're going to see a resurgence, we're going to see the Yeshua? And the Rabbanishim answers that he's answered in the Torah over here. The Torah tells us this was discussion that was going on between Sarah and Avram. Just like the Rebbeinu Shlom is Bayerim Achadish B'choyim Tamid Masiv Veracious, the Rebbeinu Shlom makes it, the sun shine in the morning. It's constantly, constantly rejuvenating every single moment of life. And Gamanachnu Nigoyel Maher. The Chofetz Chaim says we're also going to be redeemed quickly. V'yoshiv Shevtenu Kavari Shaina. Our shayfim are going to return the way it was originally. V'chadish nureinu v'yashivenu l'artzenu. Kadosh Baruch Hu can be mechadish. 
She can take an older woman and bring her into the world and, 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 and she should go through years and years of tzaras and still a nace takes place and she becomes the mother of Yitzchak who's the father of Klal Yisrael. That all came about from this episode. So this is a lesson for us. We should not be despondent. We should have a moon and the Rebbeinah and the Rebbeinah to call Yochum. And this we find later on in the Parsha. After the story of Stein, all of a sudden again in Nabi Melech, all of a sudden it says, Vashem pokadasoro, perikhofalov, posagalov. Hashem, now the promise that he gave, he actually brings it to fruition. As we said last week, he gives Sarah that she's now pregnant. Kasher Diber. I was thinking that the Kasher Diber is also a Pali Hashem Dover. Same words over here. And she gives birth to a new child when she was already old, 100 years old, exactly in that same time on Pesach. And Avram Avinu calls him Yitzchak and he makes a, he makes a bris milah and shmeidus yamim. And here also the Chafetz Chaim says that we read this parasha and parashas on this on Rosh Hashanah in order to teach us this lesson that there's nothing that Kodesh Baruch Hu can't do for us. And he says that just like Avram Avinu, they ran after him and they tried to destroy him. They threw him into the Kibshan Eish, but he held on to his emunah and HaKadosh Baruch Hu. And in the beginning, everyone was trying to kill him. The whole world was against him. Avram called Avram Ivri. He's on the other side of the of the of the of the Nahar. He stands up and he fights for the belief that there's one God. And what happens later on? Everyone sees the miracles. How he's able to defeat the kings of, of uh, that they were holding up and they were capturing Lot. And he's able to become. They call him the Sielokim Av Hamayin Goyim Yitzchak. The same thing. The Plishtim. They say Leichmi on Alivas. They banish him. The Gaza, they're trying to banish us. And what happens? And then they say, Baruch Hashem, the whole world is going to say, Baruch Hashem on Yitzchak. Yaakov Avinu, how many tzaras did he go through? How many difficulties? His children, and everyone else, and he had to go down to Mitzrayim. But Lepsayf is Ba El Anachla Lamnucha. And every single generation, they're tzaddik and righteous people that we thought that we would live the Shalva. But HaKadosh Baruch unfortunately says until we reach the Menuch and Anachl until we reach our final purpose, which is to be Mekadosh Shemayim, and to get closer to Him, and to show the world truly what we are all about. So we have to be Seivel, and we have to carry the Tzorius. But the Seiv Dover is, Ki Yutav Baruch is going to make it good. And this, I think, is a great lesson that we should carry with us at this Erev Shabbos Kodesh. In the middle of the war, where things... No one knows what will be, but we know one thing. No one knows what will be, but there's someone that does know what will be. Who's that someone? It's not a human being, but it's the Rebbeinu The Rebbeinu is the one that he's, he's watching over us constantly. As I said last week, I saw brought down from Reb Michal, <coughs> Reb Michal Zilber, one of the great Talmud HaChachamim. He said over, he said, an Alte Yid said, why should we leave everything in the hands of the Rabbanu Shlolem? Let's help out the Rabbanu Shlolem. What does that mean? Let's sit down and let's say some kapitel chavtilim. Our tehillim, our beseeching HaKadosh Baruch gives the Rabbanu Shlolem the message that Klai says, we are dependent upon you. Ein oid we are dependent upon you. 
And when we recognize that there's no one else except for the Rabbanu Shalom, and we have that Amuna, and we say to Tillim, and we daven heartfeltly for our soldiers, and we daven heartfeltly for the people in Eretz Yisrael, because everyone says, La'an Neilech, La'an Neilech, but we know that the Rabbanu Shalom promises this land, and as the Chafetz Chaim we said last week, is the Bahartian Tia Plato, all we have to do is we have to daven to Kaddish Baruch and we have to recognize in the parsha we have the good lessons, the good lessons of how we make ourselves into better human beings. And the first lesson is from the beginning of the parsha. Beginning of the parsha, and those are the lessons we have to take with us, not only about our Tehillim, but our caring about our fellow Jews. It's doing Maisa Chasodim. And where do we learn up Maisa Chesed from? No one greater than Avram Avinu. Avram Avinu comes along, and what does he say? He's sitting on the third day after Bismillah. I always say over, where was he? Did, where did Hashem appear to him? In the plains of Mamre. And Rashi says, who was Mamre? Mamre was the one that gave him the Eitzah, gave him the good advice. A true good friend. There are other people. Other people also, he asked them. On there, right? And Eshkol, but Mamre was the one that gave him the Eitzah to what? To do the Brismila. And therefore it was Nigla Love Bechalkai. A good friend is somebody who gives you encouragement to be able to do mitzvahs and maizim taivim? Doesn't discourage you from your mitzvahs and maizim taivim. And what does what does he do? He says he He's waiting in the rabbanim. He wants to chesed. He wants to chesed. Listen to a medrash. The medrash says that Abner wants to chesed, and even though he was in pain, he sent out his trusted servant Eliezer. And he said, "Please go find me some. There's no one out. There's no one outside. Go, go look for some people because I have to chesed." So Eliezer goes out, and because it was a burning hot day, he didn't find anyone. So he comes back, and he says, no archim. The the Avram Avinu said these words in the measure. He says, Ani lo mamin. I don't believe you. He shouts out, Ani lo mamin. It's a very strange medrash. Eliezer, Avram, he's the one that is the trusted servant of Avram. He's the one that follows him into battle. He's the one that's Eliezer, Damesic, Eliezer, Doilo, Mashkim, Interestin, Shobon, of Lacherim. He's the perfect servant. Why shouldn't he believe him? So I saw my friend Rabbi Yosef Sirotskin Shlita says in his Sefer Megid Yosef that Avram Avinu was so in need. He his concept of that you have to be Mahu Afata Mahu Rachum Afata Rachum. He learned from the Rebbeinu Rebbeinu Shem's Midas Chesed. It's not just it's not just Goimel Chasodim, but it's Avas Chesed. His Avas Chesed was so strong inside of him. His Chavivas for this mitzvah, to do a mitzvah and a Maizim David was so great that if he can't fulfill it, it's almost as if he doesn't have life. It's as if his life is empty without it. And in, in the depths of his Neshama, he felt that this has to do, and this has to happen. And therefore, when he sent that Eliezer, and Eliezer comes back and said, there's no, there's no one out there. He says, I don't believe you. It's not Shaykh. It's not Shaykh. I have to, we ha, I, there has to be a, a, there has to be a, a person out there that needs, that needs some, some, some food to drink. And he brings down a mushal of it, which is amazing because it's something which he wrote many, many years ago, Rabbi Yosef. But he says, it's like the mushal of a woman that they come and they're mevasa her, the worst piece, possible piece of news that her, their, her son had died in battle, which unfortunately has happened these days. And the first initial reaction of a mother, Jewish mother, is 
I don't believe you. You're a chakran. It's not emes. Because it's not shaykh in her understanding of what life is all about without her son. It's like lama lichayim. And therefore, the first thing you said is it's not emes. And I think we have to take that to heart how difficult these days are for Jewish mothers, what they're thinking about and what they've gone through. But what we have to say is that the answer to everything is to be like Abraham Avinu. If we will understand that we can do a Maisa Chesed to act differently, these days are days where our battlefield can be fought not only in the physical battlefield with the soldiers fighting, but in our spiritual battlefields. What more things can we do for another person? How can we care about another person? How can we smile at another person? As I said last week, I went into the bomb shelter and I tried my best to try to speak to the Amana. What can we do to help other people? If we will do that, then that schus, that schus of chesed, and the schus of the Torah that we're doing for Klai Yisrael will help us to overcome some of these, these difficult times. I was thinking about the next Rashi. The Rashi says, One was to be One was to be Avram. Why is that put last? Why is that put last? So when I asked the Shturmach this morning, which bracha, I mentioned that there, there was a thought that I heard from a Talmud, and I thought, and I also thought in those lines, and that is that the Malach Rafal who came to heal Avram, okay, he had another shlichus, which is that he was going to save Lot. And that's not considered two shlichus, that's not considered two shlichus. That's what I said, Rafal, Shribas Avram, so we see that Rafua and Pidyan Shvuyim seems to be of the same concept. So therefore, could very well be, I was thinking, and this Talmud of Neri Yaakov also thought, that perhaps the best place to daven for the Shvuyim is in the Brach of Rafa'enu, because we see over here in this Rashi that Rafa'enu and Pidyan Shvuyim seems to be the same thing. But the truth is, we truly have to understand that if we mamik in it, what does it mean that uh, it's really all one, all one type of item? L'chair, it's two different things. There's the refu of Avram, and there's also the pidyon shvuyim. L'chair, it's a separate shlichus. And how does it fit with what Rashi says that a malach doesn't do more than one shlichus? So, again, Reb Yosef, in his sefer, wants to say a mahalach, and the mahalach is, is that it wasn't shayach for Avram Avinu to truly be completely healed, Kozman, his nephew Lot, was in captivity. It pained him so much that a member of his household was under such distress that the refuel wasn't considered a complete refuel. And therefore, the only way that the Malach refuel could be Merapa Avram was to be Matzalot. Because without that Hatzalah, it wasn't Shaykh to have what's called the Rufuah Shlema. As I once said over, that someone came to Reb Chaim, Kanievsky, Zetzal, and they used to ask him for brachas, and later on in life he used to say, Buha, 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 which means bracha vatzlava. And when a person came and asked for, someone was sick and needed a, needed a Rufuah, he said, Rufuah Shlema. And the members of the house had asked, why, would, why wouldn't you shorten that as well in order to save time? Because he said, Rafush, Rafush. Just like he said, Bua. So, Chaim answered, Rafua is Shlema. When we speak about Rafua, it has to be something which is Bishlemus, has to be complete. You can't just say a Rashi Tevis 
Abuha. Bracha v'atzlacha can be a Rashi Tevis, but Rafua has to be completely Bishlamus. And I think this is a great message for us that we should recognize that we, when we daven for Rafuas, we daven for Pidyan Shvuim, it should pain us that we have people that are in such need, desperate need, and we should be Mishtatif and the Tsarish or Havera, and that in itself will be a great schus to be able to be matzal them. And the, the Malach Rafal should come along and be Mirapa all the Chaylim. And it should be mighty all the shvuyim as Hashem Yisbarach. I want to end off the podcast with a story which I said over last night at the Siyam of the Dafa Yomi, which I heard this week from uh, Beryl Gershenfeld, the Rashiva of Machon Shlomo. Everyone uh, heard about the the, the Ptira of the Great Godel, Rabbi Baruch Martchei Zatzal, who was a Rashiva here in Eretz and was a phenomenal, phenomenal person. And I could speak uh, really a whole. Erev Shabbos, or a whole podcast just on his greatness in Torah and learning and his chesed. But I want to tell you over a story, which is an unbelievable story Rabbi Gershon Foschlita said over him. For around 10 years, there were boys from Machon Shlomo, that after the second year, many of them who decided to stay in learning, they would send them to Yeshiva Sater Shusho, which is primarily an Israeli Yeshiva. But there's a wonderful, wonderful Magad Shir that by the name of Rabbi Raf, who's a neighbor of mine, South African, he gave a Shir in English, and they would send boys from Machon Shlomo to that yeshiva. And many of them became wonderful, wonderful B'nai Torah, and they became close to Rav Zrachi. One of those particular Talmidim became a chassan, he was getting married, and he asked Rabbi Gershenfeld, who was his former Rosh Hashiva, and he already had gone into the business world, I think, and he asked him if he could be Masada Kedushin. So Rabbi Gershenfeld went to America and was going to be Masada Kedushin. The day of the chassan, receives a phone call from Rabbi Yisrachi. And he says, Rav Gershenfeld, I'm paraphrasing a little bit, he says, do you learn Musr? So this is the way Rav Israel would sometimes speak. He says, yes. He says, are you a Musrnik? Ata Musrnik. That means you really work on your Musr. So Rav Gershenfeld, you know, shyly said, yes, I think so. He says, well, now we're going to see if you really work on Musr. He says, I want to tell you, I am here now in America. I came because my wife, Lo'aleinu, his wife, Shalamis, she, Allah Shalom, she had contracted cancer. They came to Columbia Presbyterian to have a very difficult operation. And he said, they just finished the operation. And for the next two and a half hours, she's going to be sedated. There's no reason for me to stay here. And I was thinking to myself, listen to what a great person says. What can I do at this time, which will be a schus for my wife, that she should have her before Shlema? I thought to myself, oh, this Talmud is a mutual Talmud. I was getting married. I know he's getting married today. I would like to go to be Mesameachim. And I think that part of the Simcha is, I want to be Mishtatif by being the Mesadic Kedushin. Are you willing to be Mavata? Are you willing to give up your Sidic Kedushin in order to actually be able to do it? Because I think it will give him great, great Simcha. For sure. He knew that she was so much greater than him. He said, for sure, no question. Said, oh. And they both met at the wedding. And when they got to the wedding hall, Rev. 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 Uh, Baruch Mordecha was a showman, I have to tell you. He had greatness in Torah, greatness in Chesed, but he did things out of the ordinary. And he said, I know this place. And he started saying, he says, he was here once, and he knows that when they play music, they have these smoke machines that blow smoke. He says, I know this place. This is something that most Rashivas wouldn't do, but Rabbi Baruch Mordechai, he felt that this was how you how you, how you remember Chabad, 
how you give covered. He said, I want them to make the smoke machines. It's like an actor going out onto the stage, so to speak. But everyone take a look at this story. You would say, wow, he's such a showman. That's really what's important to him. Listen to the end of the story. And he goes, and he was Masada Kedushin, and he might have given a drush underneath. And then afterwards, again, he came with a driver, came from Manhattan. Rav Gershonfeld felt, Rav Gershonfeld was the aide for the Yichud, and Rav Gershonfeld said to the caterer, maybe we can go get food, put into a private, in a side room, and the Rashiva should eat something together with the driver, because they're, they're, they're probably tired and they're hungry. So that's what the caterer did. He went, they set up a whole seven-meal course, and they told Rav Ezrachi, and the driver to go into this room, and then two minutes later, all of a sudden, the driver comes running to Rav Gershonfeld, he says, the Rashiva wants you, he's very upset with you. Upset? Why is he upset? It was after the time of the Yichud. He runs to the Yeshiva, and when he gets there, Rav Ezrachi says to him, Rav Beryl, Ma'asitali, what did you do to me? What do you think? He says, so Rav Gershonfeld says, I thought that the Yeshiva would be hungry, and I wanted to get him some food. He says, Ma'atokhoshev, what do you think? My wife is having an, had an operation. She has the machla. Do you think I'm eating today? I've been fasting the whole day. Listen to what a true Balmusser Godel is. Rev. Ezrachi came to that wedding to be Misamech to Chassan, but he was fasting the whole day. So Rev. Gershom says, I didn't know. If I would have done it, I wouldn't have done it. He says, what should I do? But, so the Rashiva shouldn't eat. He says, no. If I don't eat, then the caterer and people are going to hear that Rev. Ezrachi didn't eat the food. They're going to say the caterer, he didn't trust the kashrus of the, of the caterer. So I'm being yorid lo'um neshochavera. I'm being over in a love. I'm going to create a a, a loss of parnasa possibility. People are going to say that the Rashiva Batersol wouldn't eat this person's food. They're not going to know the reason behind it. So I'm in a dilemma now. On one hand, I have to fast. On the other hand, I have to eat not to, to lose a person's parnasa. So Rav Gershon says, What should I do? What should we do? He says, Rav Gershonfeld, Atatashev Atatocha. He said, You're going to sit down right now over here and you're going to eat the food. And therefore, everyone's going to know that the Rashiva said that the food is kosher because he told you to do it, told you to eat it. Rabbi Sai, this is the consummate. This was the Rosh Hashiva. This is a lesson for all of us. The Midas and the Amkus and the Torah and the caring. This is Kla Yisrael. This emanates from Abraham Avinu. And just like we saw in this week's parasha, that we shouldn't be despondent. We have to have our heads up high as best as we can. We have to be maimin that the Rebbe is with us. We have to be maimin that the Rebbe is protecting us in the midst of all the difficulties. And the Rebbe we ask and we pray that we should be zoicha to be able to bring the Rebbe Shalom should be able to bring to us the Yeshua, the Emes, quickly in Meheira. Watch over our soldiers. Watch over our Shvuyim. We should be zoicha to the coming of Mashiach Tzidkenu, Meheri, Yemenu, Amen. Wishing everyone a wonderful Shabbos. Thank you very much for listening. We want to thank jfoundations.com. If you could sponsor any of our activities, it'd be another way of addressing and being able to give over Torah to other people. Go on the website and show your support. Thank you very much for joining us.